What's up, New England and beyond, on this fabulous, hot, scorching Wednesday night in the Room Podcast? Um, Tommy Shayhood, man. Man. Dude. Pasa. It's been a week and a half or so a since uh, we've seen each other. A week. Has it been uh, a week? Did a week we do now? last week? No, we didn't no, do we last, didn't week. last week. So, so maybe two weeks. Well, oh, my friend. We went out. It was uh, 4th of July week. Right. So, That's uh, why. My friend, we need to catch up a little bit. Uh, just out there, um, please share this and whatever you need to do. Um, give us a little support. Subscribe to the channel. Send it to your friends. There's a lot of stuff on here. So uh, with that said, um, you know, we have Mike Polvier and Mr. The Voice of Cage Titans, Andy Krasinkowski, coming on at around 9 o'clock. They're going to be calling in together. Andy was going to come down, but... Um, He's not feeling that well, and I watched. Let him stay. <laughs> I watched Table Titans last night, and um, he was coughing and sneezing, and I'm like, I was like, ooh, he's coming down <laughs> tonight. Yeah. And then today he was like, dude, I, I feel like shit. He goes, uh, can I call in? I'm like, yes, please Andy, do. please you do. You can call. Thank in. you. And he's a good guy, and he's good. We're good to have in there, but. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna surprise you with his coughing, sneezing, oh, yeah. shit like that. Yeah, you know, so surprise us with he, some COVID. He's sitting right fucking next to you, so you know what I mean. Would have shared a tissue. Well, well, you know, here's the thing that goes on. You know, I came here yesterday and I edited the show, getting it ready for today, and um, you know, ready for two guests in here. Uh, you, well, co-host and guest. And then you know, I got the cancellation uh, that he's gonna call in, so I had to come in and change a few things up. But the cool thing is, is I've been doing it so long, it's not a hassle. You know what I mean? Be natural for you to set yeah, the things up. Yeah, just so. a, you know, a couple of tweaks. I got to move a camera angle here and there. But basically, the templates are already set. I just got to tweak them a little bit. But Your professional eye to see exactly <laughs> what works out. It's it's taken me a while to get there. And, you know, if I had a producer in here, I would be able to, like, switch cameras like I'm going to do right now for a couple of seconds. I go to handsome Tommy Shayhood over there. And then um, what else we got? That? We got the Instagram screen over there. I'm looking like a scumbag uh, these days with this beard. So. No, you, I mean, it's it, it doesn't look all... Someone called me a caveman today, so I was like, okay... They don't know beards. Well, they know. Yeah, he know. He does. He, he said, "Do you wash your car?" I said, "Fuck no, I don't wash my car." He said, "Look at this kid. He's a fucking caveman." <laughs> I never wa listen. I never washed my car <laughs> until I bought this car. Okay. I mean, it was it's a fairly new car, so black. You need I to. I owe I owe on it, so I, I you know I gotta wash it. It drives better if it's green. <laughs> <laughs> Save gas yeah, mileage exactly. and shit like that. So I uh, let the rain last night wash it. It's fucking sparkling up there. Dude. Yeah. Yesterday, right? So my guy's been on vacation as far as my mechanic guy changes my oil. And I only go to one guy. I've always went to him. So he's been on vacation. So um, I, go, I go yesterday, and uh, you get a free car wash with the car. So I haven't washed the car in one fucking— One or every month? Or? No, just yeah. whenever you get the, uh, the oil change, they oh, give okay. you a free car wash with it. So um, I, uh, you know, I, I go in there, get my oil change, and then they give me the free car wash. I go in there, and I'm at work. Places right next to work. So car gets cleaned, right? Looks fabulous. Our I park it at work, right? I come out, there's bird fucking shit uh, all over it. My fault, I parked under a tree. I always got to watch that. Um, but, um, you know, I was, you know. That, that means it's good luck, right? Some say that. Well, yeah. No, I think if it shits on you, it's yeah. good luck. You know, Shitting on your car, man, that's not like fucking luck. Common. That's like you can hit a side of a barn. And don't person who made that up. Is a fucking liar. He got shit on. He was doing something important, and he said, "Oh, he tried this to be is good luck. He tried to be yeah. positive. Must be with good luck. Shit on his mouth. Yeah, no, he's an asshole. Dude, fucking, I, I, I've been with a couple of people got shit on. There, yeah. There's no luck in them. I no. think one of them died too. <laughs> <laughs> That's where coronavirus came from. 
<laughs> oh my man. So I, I have to, but to get back at the rain. Yeah. So I had shit on the car last night. It washed it all away. Yeah. So I guess you know it was a little wax left on there from the wash, and it just slid all that. Fucking... I park under trees too, and it's got that like oil shit from from when it just drips down. Yeah, it's been super hot. So my car has been looking scrubby, but so it's got like resin on it. Yeah, it looks part. like yeah, it looks like tree resin. Yeah. <laughs> but it's clean now, thanks to uh, Mother so Nature. Get a lot of re- other resin inside. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like, that's like on the my inside car. Of like I, I can. That's why I get it washed. Yeah, if you look in the little crevices fucking, of my car, you might find fucking. Get them yeah. out. Roll a fucking yeah, floor bud. Point five in that. Yeah, that's what they call ground score, dude. Well, dude, uh, last week Fourth of July. Yeah, what'd you thing. do? You got a family, I know. Yep, and, uh... did a did a family thing. So Fourth of July is funny in my my family because my wife's birthday is the thirtieth, June thirtieth. So that's just a few days before that weekend. That Friday, we went to Connecticut to go to a wedding. Had a blast hanging out by the Connecticut River. Bar, you know, it was a really nice time. Every time I went up to the bar, I said, "Give me a beer and a and a JMO on the rocks." By the end of the night, the fucking lights were out. <laughs> That's it. I, I so, didn't make an ass of myself. They tell me, but you know. So you drink beer here or yep. something? Yep, but out, out, you're drinking Jameson on the yeah, rocks. I like JMO on the rocks too. I, I never kick a whiskey out of bed, you know. <laughs> I. That's one thing I do. I stick to beer. Sure. If somebody somebody might buy a shot every so often, but I'll do one. You know, you can call me a pussy after that. You know, I'm saving never. your money. I would never. I'm saving your fucking money. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm toast. Like, dude, I can't. Once hard liquor's involved, all bets are off. Yeah. I'll I mean, say that. It, I'll just have to stick with that. Sure. Like, I, But I'm not going to have a great time because I'm going to last maybe like an hour and a half. Well, that's the thing with Irish whiskey like Jameson. That shit is smooth. Not a lot of hangover. I mean, shit. I, I, was, I was toasted. But, you know, feeling fine in the morning. Didn't make an ass of myself. Wasn't being floppy. Do you do you sip it, uh, sure. like savor yeah. it, like yeah. a cigar yeah. kind of thing, or sure. you know? Yeah, I just sip that. This is the the beer is the the regular one, but I'll take a couple of sips of the whiskey between them. And, and just chill. Yeah, and just chill. Exactly. Put, put you in a more mellow kind yeah. of uh, a little warmth in the belly. <laughs> and it was Dude, hot. I might switch after today. Hey. I might I might just pick one night and go have some. Uh, what are, What are you drinking? Uh, Jamo that night. Jame. Yeah, Jameson. Jame. And it, what's what's another smooth one? I thought you know I want to go. Oh, uh, Redbreast is a good one. And we're talking whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. Yep. All right. Um, what's that other one? Uh, Knob Creek is a bourbon. Different uh, Irish. Uh, what's that one? Not the tip. Not only do we talk about weed in this place, yep. we also talk about here too. Alcohol. Sure, we could talk about all sorts of drugs. Um, <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, uh, little mushrooms here and there. Um, what did I see? I saw some something on mushrooms recently. New Netflix thing? No. Uh, you can talk to that There's about that. But, um, I haven't seen it. Mike Tyson. Oh, yeah. He claimed he was on fucking mushrooms when he fought um, when he fought uh, Jones. Yep, I saw that fight. Um, did he seem mushroomed? Uh, Tyson always looks like he's on something. Um, I don't know if I would really want to fight someone who was on mushrooms, especially if their name was Mike Tyson. And you he's know? been in the air in the past. Yeah, yeah, two years, and he's you know he's raped people, and you know he's he... he's raped people. <laughs> Wait a minute. I hope you don't see well, this. <laughs> he's been uh, convicted of one rape. Tommy might think yeah, there's a couple more. About. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Allegedly, I have, allegedly. I have, Let me it, cover my face. There goes my fucking yeah, Tyson. Leave that up. Leave that up. We're not live, right? Fucking, I haven't heard rape mentioned in fucking Tyson's well, Tyson's name. In a while, we call dude. that <laughs> rap. A, we'll call that. We won't say the actual word. <laughs> oh, there's there's no it. question that Mike Tyson's a scumbag. They're all fucking say it. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, it, it is good fighter. Yeah, not a good ambassador for anything. 
I'm sure. I mean, does he have a girlfriend or, or anything? Do we oh, never God. see him with oh, women? God. I think he's married. Is he? Yeah, I got a couple of kids. I think. Fortunately, one of his children passed away a couple of years ago. Oh my God! Yeah, and we're talking mad shit about him. Well, right? well, you are. You with the bus driver over here. So you know, I'll, uh, I'll make you feel like an asshole. I think his, I think his daughter died during in a uh, treadmill accident. She was a young baby. Yeah, like a two-year-old. So, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I see. They things like that. Oh, okay, all right. Nightmare, poor bastard. Don't fucking, you know, it was one of those, you know, Freak YouTube accidents. videos when some some dude, yeah. woman's running on it, flips and wipe out. Yeah, if you're a little kid. Oh Jesus, yeah, I can't. All right, sad, let's you know. change the subject. Change the subject. We'll uh, drink to that. Mike, Mike, we're, you know, Mike, we're, you know. Love you, Mike. You're more or less of a douchebag in Tommy's eyes right now. <laughs> what? Imagine if he sees this and comes and he finds me. Fucking see this. He might. He might. Someone might five put him onto it. Seeing this right now. Yeah, right. Like He's one of them. <laughs> I fucking wish. Um, so let's get back to what you were doing or something. What were you doing? Fucking, uh, oh, all right. The rain. All that. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we were away for whiskey. the fourth. Yeah, the fourth of July was a beautiful thing. On the fourth, by itself, low key. You know, we did a lot. We came back on Sunday. Was on a Monday. And then uh, right back to, uh, did you uh, take the week off from, um, you know, a little jiu-jitsu? No. Or, or no, you, no. Uh... Monday, on holidays, we usually open it up for like an open mat. All, all classes are kind of pushed aside, but there's a couple psychos who every holiday we go in <laughs> around 9 or 10 and r- roll and have an open mat, and I went and did that, and it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I always see them on holidays. Yep. Like, hey, show up. And yep, like, yep. You know, fucking... for, usually 9.30, whoever shows up, do it for a couple hours, take a picture so we can brag about it. It's awesome. Who's fucking messaging me? Mike Tyson. Oh, Mike. I mean, oh, it's eight fifty-two. He's already saying they're ready. All right. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mike. I. All right. All right. Oh, let me just tell him. Uh, five minutes. I'll tell him five minutes because I want to finish with you. Um. It's been a week. I know. I missed you, man. Last time we hung out was at. Uh. No, it wasn't because we talked to Dion after that. I was. Gonna, I thought it was at CES, but then we had Dion. Yeah, Dion was on before. Uh. You know, Fourth of July. I was gonna have a podcast. Um. That Wednesday. But things fall through. Yeah, it was Fourth of July week. Yep. You know, I was gonna do um, the Muay Thai lion fight mm-hmm. on Friday. Uh, fight companion mm-hmm. on Friday. Yep. The fight started at like five thirty, six o'clock. Oh. I oh, barely geez. got fucking out of work. Yeah, six thirty. I, I was like, yeah, I'm like, up. fuck. I was on the beach. I said, I, I, I drove and I watched them fucking at Narragansett or Galilee. I went to see. That's him. way better than, than anything else. Um, I was looking on the the card and looking at tickets and looking at the time frame for all that. And like you said, I think the main event started at six. Yeah, fucking Friday. Nuts. Friday. Well, here's a. They were doing at the House of Blues, and the Red Sox Yankees oh, were right. that night. Yep. And what's that game? Started seven. Yeah. So they wanted they everyone. You know what I mean? They must have changed the times, like when they the schedule. You know, they figure it out because sure. they. I mean, they get okay with the city and have the traffic and oh, all yeah. that. It's other crazy stuff, on so. there with Sox, especially if it was Yankees. I mean, I would love to be down there for that for the fights and the games. Yeah. Yeah, I sure was a fucking madhouse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good luck getting a beer and a, or a sip of fucking uh, whiskey. That's yeah, you're going to have to go find a special bar. One more off the fucking, you know, the guy selling Well, the thing with car. the House of Blues is, right, first floor, I've seen a bunch of shows of the House, House of Rules, we'll call it. Thrown out of there <laughs> on my face a couple of times. <laughs> That's for a different story. But, you know, everyone goes to the bar at the first floor, lines out the door, go a level up, two levels up. You know, it's like three or four floors in there. No one's up there. That's the pro move right there. Go to the top floor. Like a personal bar. Yeah, no one wants to nosebleed. They no. fucking, yeah. Yeah, you go up there and then come back down to your seats. Kind of like the, you know, sometimes the bad, bad bathrooms are way up there, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and then no one's in there. The floor. You oh, yeah. Take, take a shit that you really you don't want to, you know, that's like last resort kind sure. of thing. That's where you go. All the that's way worse than an outhouse than fucking some of those bathrooms. Oh, yeah. You have this piss, like an inch of piss on the floor. It's You're fucking splashing awesome, around. Isn't it? 
fuck, imagine wearing sandals and shit right, like that. Oh, sandals right here. That oh would've been terrible. my. Yep. Yes. Been terrible. That would have been fucking I, I don't enough. wear these to Boston, Instant though. Instant fucking infection. Fucking. I'd be doing jujitsu, so. Oh, yeah. Fucking. Well, yeah, yeah we clean up. Slices all yeah, we don't there. piss all over each other. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a lot. You know? Oh, my God. So uh, we're going to have uh, Mike on, Good. Mike and Andy on in a couple of minutes. Um, have you ever met either one of these gentlemen? No, but I've been to a couple of those events. I've chatted with Mike before on the internet. I wanted to come and do some work with him. I want to try to get on the Cage Titan staff. Oh. It hasn't worked out. I wanted to do cameras with them, but it just hasn't worked out. But I was good. Nice. Uh, they're always looking for people yeah. uh, coming up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I own you right now, Tommy. Right. But... Okay. So, so you, if you <laughs> oh. can let me out. That just never worked out. I would love to do cameras because I got a background in, in film, so. Um, well, you know, Nick Haler and stuff yep. like that, I, you know, talk Absolutely. to Mike about that yep. and, uh, you know, they could probably get you in there. Yeah, and Brian, whenever no. it works out. Well, Brian's not working with them anymore. No. Brian has moved as far as, and I don't want to give away beans. Uh, we'll t I'll talk to Mike about that because Brian was, a he was really imp uh, a integral part of like promoting a yep. lot of the, you know, doing a lot of shit as far as editing and, and stuff. So, um, you know, you know, fill that gap in and last show, you know, Looks great. All this fucking shit they're putting out now. Uh, Rafi, yep. who's from uh, your gym, he does camera work for them. And I, I was think just rolling with the, him the other day. I think he's the one that actually did their like minute promo that came cool. out after, like that really nice one with the you know the speech and sh shit like that. Good, good. Um, so yeah, he does great work. The talent so, over there. So maybe he's gonna step up and uh, do that. But good. you know, all uh, you he was know, choking all... me out the other day too. Rafi got me in the triangle. Yeah, he's fucking. He's good. and he's very polite about it. He's a nice kid. All right, I'm going to uh, give these guys a call now, okay. and uh, and then we'll get everything situated because uh, i got to use a different screen and all that other fucking shit. But uh, let me tell them I'm calling now. Calling now! Live they had radio, enough of us. Tommy, we'll talk after. Hey. We'll, we'll talk a little bit. We were on a roll. It was good. Me and you, me and you got a good thing going. All right, so let me uh, I'll wait until he sees it. All right. Let's see what happens here. You know, I can usually, I can, who's this first? One of them, hey, there's Andy first. What's up, my man? What's happening, Dominico? Oh, there's the boss. All right, you're up over here. They're up over there, Tommy. Cool. What's so, up, guys? Um, hey, guys, uh, I got like four cameras in here, but you guys happen to be on that one. So uh, we're probably not going to be looking at you while we're talking. Um, but I'm going to get you on the screen right now. Um, and there you are. I just got to make it look a little prettier. And then we're good to we go. On YouTube? Yeah, we're on YouTube, Mike. And, um, you know, I'll take a clip and uh, put this on Facebook tomorrow and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, we're good to go now. We're good to go? Yeah, we're oh, on... Uh, let me plug my laptop in. It might be better for me to plug my laptop in. Hey, I don't know if hey I'm Andy. Hey, no, all right. Um, whatever you want to do, just uh, you'll link right back in. If um, We'll talk to... Uh, we'll, if you hang up here... Yeah. Oh, you're going to stay on yeah, this. Yeah, well, hang up here. Once I get the message going on the laptop, I'll be able to log right on into the call. So, all right, yeah, do, do your thing, my man. Steve, is, is it the room? YouTube the room? Yes. No, it's our New England MMA uh, YouTube. It's it's our it's our YouTube channel. It's just um, this is on it. This will be on the live. It, All if, right. If they go to um, if they go to um, like your Cage Titans, I have uh, you know, different categories. Oh, I see it. Oh, oh. yeah. 
Hey, there he is right there. Perfect. All right, let me fix this shit right here because I'm getting aggravated. Wow, man, that's, that's a great setup, Steve. How how far you've come in the uh, time we've, we've been friends, man. Dude, I'm as you're speaking, I'm over here panicking because I can't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> what do you All mean? Right. It looks great. All right. It looks great. Mike, can you lend me a fucking producer, please, over here? That's me. <laughs> I can't yeah, lend right. myself hey, anymore. Hey, let me ask you a question. Mike, yesterday on uh, Table Titans, did you do the editing and the, all the, the switching of the cameras and the call-ins and stuff like that? Or did Andy do that? That was me. Dude. Nice. Dude, it's like a fucking juggling act, is it not? Fucking doing that shit? When you're the hostess with the yeah. mostess, it's not hard, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's definitely something. But, hey, I, I, just for you, Steve, I'm kind of disappointed. I only see water on your table. Hey, we're live. You do whatever the fuck you want. No, Mike's like, no. We're live right now? We are, we're live right now, brother. You've been live. Oh, jeez. <laughs> a little bit of THC something or other. What do you What do you think? We just look at, what do you got over there? I got, I got a beer. I got this. I don't know. Andy, do me a favor. Turn your, are you on your phone? Turn it sideways. Because yeah. you'll show up big. Oh, there, there he is. Go, there he is. Perfect, my fucking man. Hey, Mike, dude, um, I watched your podcast yesterday. Um, really good shit, man. It was a marathon. You got your fucking... <laughs> it was a marathon. What, like two hours of uh, recapping the whole uh, Cage Titans 54? Whew, that was a lot of work. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit today. But uh, I just got breaking news for you, Steve. I just... I what? just made it right now. Andy doesn't even know about it. Here we go. Love this. I fucking love Kids that. Titans 55, August 27th. Tyler Smythe, the new flyweight champ, is going to 35 to take on Athema Popu. No shit. You heard it first. There you go. No shit. I, I kid you not. I was, I'll tell you right now, 845. Oh, where'd you go? Who? There you go. 8.45 is my last message, and that's when I made that fight. So right. uh, literally 15 minutes ago, Great. I haven't even got a chance to tell anybody. You are the first to know. We got the beans there. Breaking we got news. The beans. Hey, Mike. Talk about spilling the beans. Hey, Mike. That's um, school bean spill. <laughs> that is a bean spill. Hey, um, Mike. Know, know the audience, and I know where I'm at. <laughs> hey, Mike, um, just to change, I don't know if you've met Tommy yet. Um, he said he spoke to you briefly on online at one time. But Tommy's been on, uh, he's my co-host on Wednesday nights now. Uh, he's been in there like uh, three or four weeks now. Yeah, more like six and, weeks. Uh, what? Six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, he's yeah. counting like, yeah, so man. he's fucking into it. So I definitely needed someone to bounce shit off to um, and to kind of slap me in the head every so often. And he's getting good at it, um, Appreciate I would you. imagine. But why don't you uh, say hi to the folks What's up, here? boys? What's going on, man? How are we doing? Tommy, nice I actually you train with uh, one of our guys, Richie Santiago. Oh, yeah. On that, uh, at uh, Triforce. Oh, yeah. So I've seen you in a couple of photos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got Deshaun. I was just talking with him today. He had a good one the other day. Dion. A lot of these guys have a lot of uh, good shows uh, at Cage Titans. And I've been to a couple as well. So keep them coming. And, you know, people love that shit in the state. 
All right, man. Appreciate it. And, and, and it's hey, nice Tom, to see you into the sport. The show, hey, well, Mike, man, um, when I saw you at the show, and it's usual Mike Polvia, you're running around like crazy. But, dude, this was something different, man. You were drenched in sweat, mm -hmm. like literally dripping like it looked like you just got out of the shower. And you just had this look of like, just go, 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 go. And you were like, with that, you were talking about the whole new rig of lights that, you know, you had to get up there, man. I just got to commend you, dude. That fucking place was incredible. I mean, the past, it's been off the hook, but that was another level, what you did, uh, you know, Saturday night at Cage Titans 54, man. Talk about what you had to go through to get that, that shit up in the air there and uh, getting going. Yeah, so, um, you know, this was something I've been... So we did that combo show at CES probably five, five years ago, plus years ago. And we had that lighting rig and we brought it in because that was what the TV cr uh, crew, uh, you know, it, it was mandatory that you had that type of certain lights for the TV show. Ever since we did that, it was like, man, I really, and Andy can attest to it. I've always been talking about this light rig that was just like, uh, uh, you know, what I want. That was my next big thing. And um, we came back to, from COVID and we did nine shows and I just been squirreling away money every time. And, you know, and, and we don't have big investors. We don't have fight pass deals. You know, this stuff is uh, bootstrapped by us, you know, and, and, and really it's all the people that are part of Cage Titans. Like the reason why we're able to save up money and do what we do, because a lot of us do this just out of the goodness of our heart for free so that we're able, you know, because that, you know, to be able to progress this sport. So, uh, you know, this, this lighting rig has been a dream of mine for a while. Um, and I thought July 4th, weekend america hometown all that stuff we were talking about it was a perfect opportunity um phil grenier who's been with me 10 years now he said admittedly he's always been pushing it off because he knew how much work it would be and finally for this show he's like let's just do it and uh why you saw me drenched in sweat i guess the long and the short of it is it was supposed to be in on wednesday well, you didn't see the underwear <laughs> <laughs> hey yeah. hey it's lucky yeah. lucky there's a shower back there because mike i always mike takes like three or four of them during a fucking show i did shower back there but you know the stress was is i didn't want to tell anybody because i didn't want to you know in case it didn't come to fruition and i it was supposed to be here wednesday from california then it was supposed to be here thursday then Friday, it's stuck in Pennsylvania before it got to Avon, Mass. And uh, the whole time I'm on the phone with these people, and they're like, oh, we'll see what happens. If it's not in, it's not in. And I'm like, I don't accept that. I called Pennsylvania, and I was like, what is it going to take to get this on the next shipment? I got them on board. Avon didn't know that I called them. I got back on the phone with Avon. It was like, they started giving me that, ah, I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm like, nope, I already talked to Pennsylvania. They're already doing me a favor. The Avon lady, I got her on I got her on board. And then finally Friday comes and it doesn't show. And it was it's it's going to come Friday night. And she's like, we're closed for the long weekend. You know, there's, there's really nothing we can do. You're going to get it on Tuesday. And I'm like, terrible. listen, whatever it takes, you got a janitor that will let me in the, <laughs> on the docks to get this lighting rig. And um, after a little smoozing, come to find out the lady that was running the phone, she's from East Bridgewater. My mom lived in East Bridgewater. You know, like there was, she was at Hibachi in Plymouth. And then she's like, I know Plymouth Memorial Hall. So we, you know, I'm on the phone doing my thing, yeah. just talking, talking, talking. And finally mm -hmm. she goes, give me a second. I'll be right back. She went to the owner of the company and said, hey, you know, explain the situation. He goes, 
we have an overnight cleaner that cleans from Friday night to Saturday morning. Um, if he can, if, if it shows up, we'll get on the manifest. We'll show him what truck it is and we'll let him pull it off the truck for you. So I got the call. I will tell you, I was up all night hitting refresh, refresh, <laughs> refresh, refresh on my phone. And finally at like 10 14, I get the call. It's there in Avon. That's, and, uh, that's clutch. Everybody was like, dude, just give it up. We're not pulling it off. It's Saturday. <laughs> yeah, because now, now you have it. You pulled out a miracle, a gut, and now you're going to build the fucking thing. Well, no, I have just it. Just He'll never say, but I thought on more than two or three occasions that Michael Polbert was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Putting those lighting things up. It so, was, uh, <laughs> so now I have to get to Avon. And the guy's like, I'm only there until. I think it was 12 and my lighting guy, Phil was like, you got to get all the way to Avon 4th of July weekend traffic, get back here and get this erected. And I'm like, one o'clock. I said, give me the one. If I don't have it up here and in this back into this building by one o'clock, fine, we'll scrap it. I think like 1145, yeah, <laughs> I come in on two wheels with the trailer full of, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, lighting trust and uh, me and Tyler Pimentel. The crew is standing outside waiting for us. And, and I kid you not, it's like a crew of 12 standing there waiting for us to pull out box cutters, start opening everything up. You know, uh, we're training it into the into Memorial Hall. And as Andy said, it was actually 1256. We had the first piece done. And I looked at my lighting rig and I go, four minutes to spare. And he goes, motherfucker, I know. <laughs> uh, now... Again, I sorry that I talked forever, but this is a crazy story. Like now we have no clue how to get it up in the air. Cause like as you saw, that was twenty feet yeah, in the air. Yeah. yeah. And we're trying to figure this out now. We're like, all right, we got it here. Now what the fuck do we do it? <laughs> like it's like You gotta rig it. Uh we were so excited. Like I think the joke You've got that- two monsters pumping through your veins. Operating yeah. the crayon jack, sweating eight different colors. Dude, <laughs> it, ta- it takes it takes me a half hour just to just just to put up. Like boss, take a breather, and you're like, "Fuck you, I gotta do it." So breathing the dead. Fuck, so you had you had to get them um the the wires or whatever that hold it up to the ceiling and shit. So yeah, so basically, you know, we we had the piece of truss made. Um, Phil started stringing the lights on the ground and then we made there, there were two 10 foot sections for each leg. So we put two 10 foot sections together and then we kind of like a ladder, a fire department ladder, clear, yeah, wow. stood up one totem pole. Then we stood up another totem pole. Then we got the two crank lifts to put the piece up and connect it. And we had to do that on all four sides. It was scary as shit. Hey, hey, um, hey Mike, question. Yeah. Was anyone taking not watch this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> was okay. was was um anyone taking footage of this while you guys were uh, putting no. this up? Um I will say that I was pretty adamant that I, I, I what what happened in Memorial Hall that day stays. <laughs> right, yeah. like you just I, was, I understand. And he's like, and he's well, we know, Mike. You didn't want to have a heart attack on film and stuff like that. You know, Andy said you had almost four of them. So yeah, like Andy said, we don't uh, want an OSHA violation. 
Yeah, you know, I was like, lock the fucking doors, don't let anybody yeah. in here. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. Like, and Tommy said, like, the, security people that were showing up, it was like their first time doing security at the event. Oh, they're yeah. showing up on time the way they're supposed to. And you're looking at me like, who is that guy? I'm like, I don't know, boss. He's like, the security guy. I'm like, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> like when we were training jujitsu during COVID. He can't, he can't see any of this. He can't, nothing. This doesn't yeah. go out of this room. Yeah, like you said, that yeah, we don't want any of that film now. Yeah. Fucking yeah, F. No, so off I, record. I do have like little snippets that we uh, that I, I did like film of us getting it, um, which is pretty cool. Um, we pulled it off, I think, by like the doors for the fighters had to open at four, and I want to say like twenty minutes to four, we had the whole thing up in the air and we were ready to roll. Fucking and, man, that's uh, good. It was it was pretty cool to kind of pull off, and then now the the pressure was on Phil because this is the first time we use this. He's got to go program all these lights to get him to do all the funky cool stuff that you guys got to see. So uh, lighting is yeah, cool. man. It was it was an intense day. I'll I'll, I'll share with you um, a couple little ones. I'm sending you a couple videos, Steve, of uh, the behind the scenes, uh, but. It was definitely, definitely fun. And, um, we pulled it off, and, and it was so important. To, I told the fighters ahead of time, you know, why it, this was their blood, sweat, tears, hard work. This truly was them. Like, you know, this wasn't just something that we went out on a whim. Like, for the past nine shows, the past nine years we've been doing uh, these events in COVID, this was like the fruits of our labor. This was symbolic of us returning all the hard work, all the sweat the fighters put in, like the fact that we never thought we were going to be here again, all that kind of was symbolized in that trust. Like, we got it. Very similar to when I bought the cage. Like, we used to rent the cage for the first five, six years, and then we had an amazing year, and I was like, you know what, as a thank you to all of our fighters, I'm buying this cage for you guys, and this is all, like, everybody that's ever fought for us could sign that cage because it's all came to fruition because of those guys who uh who sweat in there blood in there all the hard work they put in mike mike's sending me like a hundred fucking things over this stop sending me shit on this fucking i'm, I'm, <laughs> done. I'm done i'm done i'm done sending you hey, hey, but uh, uh dude like i said as far as what you could see in the comparison i mean in your eyes mike i mean you know, as far as what these lights did for you, man, uh, explain what you saw um, when they were in, like, full effect. Like, what was the difference between not having them and having them? I mean, to me, it was night and day. I mean, it, you guys looked, um, like, it was amazing. The the stream looking and everything was just, it was crazy, crazy crisp. Yep, the brightness was great. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know, Andy could talk about how it made him feel in the cage, and I'm assuming that inside the cage, like, this is professional lighting. Like, you know, I always felt that our show was, you know, second to none as a live show, the venue and all that stuff. But I always kind of had like those, like those work lights on the cage just kind of, I felt held us back, like made us look like a local promotion. Um, you know, it, it didn't have that big show feel though. The venue was amazing. The, you know, the sound is amazing. All the stuff that we did, I just felt that we were held back a little bit by that work light feel uh, on the cage. Um, and uh, it, it, so it's it, for me, it just, it increased the, the the stream. So many people came up to me and was like, 
Mike, I know you couldn't get the pay-per-view working, but the stream was better than you ever had. They don't know that it looked better than it ever did before because we had the new lighting rig. Uh, you know, they all thought that it was better. Uh-oh. I don't think I lost them. Hold on. Yeah, I lost them for a second. I can call them back. Yeah, they just froze. Well, since he got cut off, I'll say that when you're broadcasting anything with video, lighting is so important, it'll, it'll tank your whole situation. So the fact that that lighting was working well, it really was looking crisp when they were broadcasting. It's weird. It's a, it's a, oh, all right. All right. So redial. I think they it just disconnected. So we'll get him back on here. Here we go. Gabrielle Dolphin. Here and, he is. Hey, guys. Yeah, you are. Uh, dude, you cut off uh, when you were talking about the lighting and uh, and stuff like that. Um, what, were the, what were they ended up with, Tommy? Uh, they were just talking about how people were mentioning oh, to them. And like how good. Andy looked and stuff like that. What the hell is that? All right, let me get that off. Yeah. I, you, saw, I saw you watching the Gabrielle Dolphin dancing video. That was the last thing I saw. Oh, all right. I had your I had your Instagram on. I was showing fucking. Ins I don't know if that kind of dis disrupted the feed or something like that. Yeah, I could, I could see you playing Gabby dancing, which was amazing. Yeah, I was gonna show a bunch of shit, but um, I don't want to fuck up your stream. I I might have screwed up um the stream or something. I see your Instagram on the YouTube right now. I know the YouTube's a little delayed. But yeah, let me see if I I'll throw it on again. I'm gonna throw it on again because it's important. I want to see some of that shit on there. Uh, I want to show the cage and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was, and I think the fighters and, and, and Andy can attest, like he was talking about, I think when you got cut off, is uh, the, the, from the moment that I was watching Cage side, the, the lights made that much of a difference. And I like, just to piggyback on what you said, that first show that we did, the combo car with CES, that was when we had the last lighting rig. And that was my first show commentating. So it, it's been that many years since we've had that addition to the production. And I think it, took it to the next level in terms of the, the video quality for everybody who experienced at home and for my money, just as well on the live show. I thought everybody could see the cage even that much clearer. It was, uh, it was pretty neat. It was pretty neat. Knowing how much went into putting that up on fight night, so it made it that much more worth it, that much more sweet when you go back and watch the footage and how well it's lit and making the cameras do less work it's pretty pretty badass yeah we're watching it right now gianetti's walk out um from the from the path walking out to getting to the cage entrance man it looks fucking dynamite guys um yeah. but the lights in the cage you could see all the different kind of the textures and oh, yeah. colors yeah. and Purples um and greens dude man uh andy you are a superstar you must have felt like one <laughs> with those lights Andy, you got to sing the national anthem Man, you, you fucking you had a busy night too, bro. Every Cage Titans weekend is a busy weekend. There's a lot that goes in the day before, the day of, and it's, you know, like like Mike said, it all goes towards the fighters. It's whatever needs to get done, and yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate the feedback. It was a busy weekend, a lot of fights and a lot of homework getting done. But as always, they deliver, and that's who it's for. You know, it's it's for them, and without them, it ain't worth anything. So that's Steven, that. I'm not sure if you caught yesterday. That was Andy on about five seconds worth of uh, notice. It was yeah. Andy, get the F in the yeah, cage. Yeah. We got yeah. to go and we can't get the video to play. And he just went in there and belted it out. And, you know, Andy is, is such a treat to have him as part of the team. You know, not only is he passionate about the fighters and the sport, you know, he, he's a guy that 
anything that needs to be done doesn't matter. You know, he doesn't care. You know, he'll slap him on the back. He'll get in there and sing. Uh, we were talking the other day, you know, we're washing blood off canvases. You know, we're, we're cleaning the gloves. A lot of times, you know, Andy um, and a lot of the guys um, on the staff are like, we're doing the non-glorious stuff behind the scenes. And, and you know, I, I'll say it now, but it's not something that any of these guys brag about because we know that the brand um, and the fighters are, are the most important. It's not about us. Uh, though, you know, sometimes we have to come and do our part and mm -hmm. do the promotion part, but uh, it's really about those fighters and, and, and making sure we do everything in our power to give them the best stage possible. And, you know, not for a, and for a minute, I'm not going to pretend that, like, there's not other promotions that have lighting rigs. By all means, you know, you can go to CES and see lighting rigs. Combat FC did a show when they had lighting rigs. You know, it, it's, it's not anything, you know, we're, we're not re reinventing the wheel um, you know, but for a local show, um, you know, we're, we're building this off of our backs, um, much like our fighters in their journeys. Like, I'm sure if you could wave a magic wand and give them all the martial arts skills in the world, they'd probably be like, nah, it's about the journey. And, and that's really what we're on. We're, we're in a parallel journey with all these fighters. Like we were fighters ourselves, but you know, we're learning and growing in every step of the way. Uh, we're taking our bumps on the way, just like these fighters. We're learning from losses, um, and, and, and we're, we're, we're growing every time we step out there, no matter how many shows we've done. We've been around for 12 years. Um, my motto way back in, in my early days of business um, was just because you did something yesterday and it was successful doesn't mean you shouldn't try to improve on it tomorrow. Um, whether you did it a year ago, a day ago, an hour ago, doesn't matter. If you did something and it was successful, still look to improve upon it. And that's what we do every time we go out. And that's, that's our promise to everybody. Excellent. My good, man. Better, best. <laughs> that's a good mantra. Until you're good is better and you're better is best. There you go, Andy. That. Good <laughs> fucking, good fucking mantra. Andy, guys. my man. Awesome. Um, Andy, did you know all the words to that? Did you know all the words to the national anthem? Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Well, I have to say, Andy has sung the national anthem in the past and okay, done yeah. a fabulous job. As Mike was saying yesterday when on the Table Titans, Andy didn't get to practice, you know, do his vocals or anything. He just went in there dry and he belted it out, man. That's balls of steel right there. Um, and that's confidence. Hey, I'm getting out there. I'm going to throw it out there and, uh, I'm doing it for the fucking, the good of the company. And you you did it, my man. And, uh, it started off a fucking great, great show from the first fight to the last fucking fight. Um, that was a great show, Mike. Congratulations on, I mean, you got, you know, matchups galore coming up, uh, you know, in, in August, you know, I didn't know that you were having another card in August until I watched table Titans yesterday. <laughs> You know, I, I I was hoping it was earlier than uh, you know later uh, August twenty seventh. I I'm thinking, right? Yes, August twenty seventh. So we originally were going back to our ten week schedule. After that back to back February show, we were like, all right, you know what? We kind of corrected the market that was, you know, no fights. So we were like, go 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 go. If people wanted to fight, we would just throw a show together and get them opportunities to fight. Like we weren't gonna just sit on you know, like do a show every other month. We wanted to give these guys a chance to make up for lost time. So after that, we did the back, the, the day night doubleheader in November. Then we started 2022 off with uh, two shows in February. We kind of were like, all right, let's get back to our regular schedule. So we went to the April 4th and then we went back 10 weeks and we went to June 4th. 
and then it was supposed to be 10 weeks to August. And then we had so many fighters that wanted to fight, we said, screw it, we got to put a July show. And, and that's what we did. But uh, we're going to probably try to mellow a little bit back out. I think we've kind of corrected the market. Um, we got all the guys that were chomping at the bit that needed back-to-back fights. We kind of got those out of the way. The market's kind of reset itself. We're going to try to go back to our 10-week schedule where August 27th would have been 10 weeks prior to the June 4th. And then 10 weeks after that, October 29th will be the next show. Um, Hey, but, you're in, you're in demand, bro. What are you gonna do? You gotta give the give them what they want, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna ease back until you get another thirty fights made for August, and then yeah, then let's, let's yeah. I've heard that before, boss. <laughs> well, just to give hey, you an hey, example, Andy, Andy, I already Andy, have uh, double double header coming up. <laughs> I got twenty seven amateurs that I'm trying to match for August twenty seventh already. <laughs> They'll I've heard that before, boss. <laughs> yeah. Double uh, double Steve, You know what? I was talking about you know the progression and every time you come out. Um, and as I sit here with you today, you know we've been friends for a long time, and and just to see your your podcast grow, like you know you have to feel that same way about yourself, like. Every time you do a show, I see you're bootstrapping this just like we are, like and just like these fighters in their fight career. Like you're buying microphones. You don't have some fancy sponsor buying you or paying your rent or the room or anything like that. This is all stuff that you're doing, and, and you know I can relate to what you're doing and and, and show a deep appreciation. Um, you know, it, it, you're building something from the ground up, and. Uh, that's something not a lot of people can do. So hats off to you. I'm not just kissing your ass because you're on the show. I don't have to be nice if I <laughs> no, want to be. You swear I do. <laughs> you know, I, I do appreciate it because I, I I'm looking back to when the last time I was on your show and you're you're already stepped up from there. I remember the show before that and the show before that and it's like holy shit, look at you now. You got a co-host. You got all this equipment. You got multiple cameras. Uh, things are just yeah, growing. Yeah, get me a producer. Get me, get me, get me, get me. Get back down the studio soon. It looks like you've added yeah. so much from the last time we were oh, Have you even been there in person yet, Paul <laughs> No, he hasn't. You guys would, uh, Andy, you've been here along with so many other fighters. Um, you'd have a ball in here. You know what I mean? It's, it's as far cool as just, it's, it's, it's cozy. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Fortress of Solitude kind of. Hey, Mike, it's kind of like when you guys were building the rig for the lights. What happens in the room stays in the room you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's up against I, I broadcast tonight steve I, I think you guys have uh i've seen you in the smoke offs i heard the infamous smoke offs uh you know I'm, I'm, i'd be a spectator i'm not i'm not i'm not a dad hey mike I hey, all right mike. come on in andy hey, listen i had a tone that i think it was one and done with the smoke offs i got my ass kicked you know, we had that one Ooh, and done. I got my ass kicked by the main guys, fucking Bagley and all them fucking guys. I thought I was the king shit. I ain't nothing. So where's the them smoke guys off? put me in a friggin' coma. I was like done tapping. Yep, <laughs> let, let me get let me get a crack at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tommy wants a piece of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well you can you can have the second one. You can right. you know go there. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it was that you know Cage Titans. Um, is always a fun time going there. And, you know, Mike, you spoke about the podcast. Like, I've been kind of skipping shows here and there, you know, family and work and stuff like that. Um, been scaling back a little bit to try to get this thing going and perfect this and put more time into it. And now it's kind of rolling. Um, you know, I'm getting more shows. I bought a new camera to do interviews and stuff like that. So once I get settled in with that stuff, um, you know, a little pretty, you know, I'm hoping to have some more creative kind of content on the fly, you know, at the, at the shows. 
uh, you know, jump back in your back room here and there. Um, you know, I'm just learning all that shit now, just trying to, you know, raise the bar and what I have for equipment on the road. So, um, you know, I'm going to be at all the shows uh, from, uh, you know, now on uh, moving forward because I, you know, I'm firing on, uh, you know, almost all cylinders. I got a couple more to couple more to tweak with but like you said it's it's never it's never ending we're always adding something uh new bling or something to uh make your job a little easier sometimes you know what i mean yeah it, it's funny we all try to make our jobs a little easier and andy and i said this after the last show it's like we've done 55 plus of these if you add the combat wow. nights that's three more you know 57 we did a combo card 58 like whatever the number is it's like don't you think it would be getting easier? But what we do inherently, because we, we strive to keep raising that bar, we make it harder on ourselves every time. In theory, it should be easier the more you do, because it's repetitions. and like, ah, man, this is nothing. But we just keep throwing more on yeah, our plates. You always want to step it up. Itself, and it's like, wait a minute, it's not any easier. We just <laughs> Every time we think it's going to be yeah. easier, we throw five more things onto ourselves, and, and we just bust it out and, and make it even harder. And, you know, people don't see that behind the scenes. They see the finished product, which comes out outstanding. Uh, but you just don't flick a switch and that happens. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people, a lot of, uh, high, uh, you know, blood, sweat and tears that go into setting it up. And then uh, the fighters and all the personnel that uh, contribute that night uh, make it all possible to uh, keep the next show. Um, Bridges, the yeah, keep evolving, man. It's fucking great. Good stuff, man. It's fucking good. Yeah, I mean, and I'd love to see you doing you know, your things at, at the show, um, because that's an integral part of the fighter development as well. Whether, whether people want to see it at the very beginning or not, I, I can tell you firsthand, I've, I've brought fighters out to the UFC contender series, things like that. And, and, and some of the UFC people are like, Oh wow, they're pretty polished in front of the camera. And I'm like, well, we, we make them interview. Like after they win their fights, we bring them to an interview room, just like they get that. That happens in the UFC. You know, and that was something I brought back from cornering a couple guys in the UFC. It was like, um, you know, it, it's important to get these repetitions in for these fighters because if this is going to be a career, um, you, you know, they're going to need to have that mic time. And it, and it definitely gets noticed when you get to the next level. Um, and then Andy brought up a great point I never even thought about. Yesterday we had Carlos Bellas there calling, and, and, and he was just so fluid and comfortable and talking uh, on the mic and on the camera, and Andy's like, "This, these are skills that this kid could bring to an, uh, a job interview down the line. Uh, other facets of life. So, you know, there are parallels with this sport and what you learn in it in other areas of your life. And, uh, you know, I've never thought of it that way, but Andy brought up a great point with that kid. It's like he's an 18-year-old kid. He's sitting there after his first win, and here he is on a podcast talking like it ain't no big deal. And, uh <laughs> You know, I'm thinking, hey, this will help him later on in his fight career. But Andy's like, dude, he's so comfortable. Like, imagine him in a job interview. He's not a normal 18-year-old kid stuttering on his words. And, uh, you know, think guys like you who are doing these interviews for these fighters, um, whether they know it or not, it, it's, it's repetitions uh, just as important as inside the cage, the entertainment factor, um, so many, so many th good things come out of it. Yeah, and it's great. And, I love the saying that it's sometimes, in a lot of cases, it takes longer to get a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu than it does to get a doctorate degree. So giving kids a platform that, you know, might be tailored down this fight path, you know, whatever roads it leads them to, whatever goals it brings them to, it's those speaking skills and whatnot, those are the intangible things that a lot of people don't even 
relate to the fight game whatsoever, but it is an integral part of growing and developing as an athlete and uh, as a public figure at the end of the day. So just like the techniques that they learn in their classes every day at their martial arts, it's the speaking and it's the interviews and it's, it's the promoting themselves. So it's extra important. Definitely. Yeah. You, you know, and then what do they take this platform they got and then how do they segue that into other aspects of their life? Um, you know, we're not all going to be fighters for the rest of our lives, whether we, we might be internally, Andy and I talk about this all the time. He's like, we're a company based on like, we're a fighter, we're fighters. And we're, we're not businessmen that got into the fight business. We're fighters who were somewhat businessmen as well, who are in the fight business. So we're fighting tooth and nail. Like, um, so I, I think that's another important aspect. Uh, we're not going to be fighters in a cage for our entire careers. Um, how do we use the platform that we have to segue into other areas of life and what type of crossovers they are? Um, that's something that's hit me a lot in the last few years of cage sightings because I've seen guys who started fighting with me as a 20 year old kid. And now here they are a 33 year old man. And it's like, all right, how are they using some of these skills that they've learned to better themselves as they tail down their careers, whether, you know, and it doesn't have to be just the normal, like, Oh, did they open up a fight gym? Are they personal trainers? There's other things they yeah. could be doing. Um, so yeah. Anywho, I digress. They have a lot of, lot of stories, a lot of uh, great stuff coming out of these kids, man. Um, how, you know, how they got to their, to where they are. Um, you know, you got these other guys, um, you know, these professionals and stuff. Um, you know, people don't know their past. I think we're bringing up uh, the new generation of fighters as far as, you know, local media and stuff like that. Um you know, getting these kids known earlier than later, you know, as far as, you know, how they got into fighting. Some of them, you know, are in recovery. They joined a gym. They found a family there as far as, you know, the atmosphere. And then, you know, they're doing incredible. And now they're fighting for a living. So there's a lot of stories out there. I mean, these I mean, they, these aren't Conor McGregor fucking, you know, hype guys. But they have really important stories that the local community who go and watch them uh, would really appreciate. Um, and you know, help support them into the next fight and watch their uh, career grow as, as you see them, you know, later down, uh, you know, after they get done fighting what they're doing. I mean, you have a lot of fighters that fought for you for years and years and years who are, you know, basically not fighting, have retired, haven't retired, but are doing very well successfully outside of fighting for Cage Titans because what they got from Cage Titans all those years fighting for you. I mean, it's just not a fighting promotion, guys. You guys are like a fucking family. You guys worry about each other, you know? Yeah, you know, you, you bring up some great points. You know, one thing that I, I always like to touch upon is, like, who these people are outside of the cage. We're all human beings outside the cage. We all have – we walk in other aspects of life, whether – and getting these stories out about these guys, you know, I might not know Brody McDougal. I use him as an example, uh, Connor Barry, but I found out they're both hockey players. And immediately I was like, dude, I played hockey my whole life. I played high school hockey. I was a starting goalie. I played junior hockey. I'm like, all right, cool. I can, I can relate to yeah, these, guys. I like these guys. And, uh, you know, that's something that people might not know. And then there might be somebody else just like me. That's like, Oh wow, that guy's a hockey player. Yeah. I'm wondering how a hockey player will be that. Or we have people that are teachers and it's like, Holy shit that guy's a teacher and he fights. And it's like, yeah, like they're, these are just not derelicts who want to just get in the cage and beat the shit out of each other. 
you know, these are these are athletes that are that that this sport is uh, an avenue for them to, you know, just like a pickup game of basketball. It's like, hey man, let's let's go. Let's. Go. It seems weird to the normal, but uh, you know, it, it is normal for us. So I, I think it's important getting those stories out, getting the words out. Um, you know, and just some things like that with professions or past sports they come from, people can relate to it. Or people that are going through internal turmoil. You know, you brought up people who are going through recovery who found this sport to help them get out of recovery to give them some, I mean, uh, with their recovery to give them something to focus on. And somebody's like, shit, I'm struggling with addiction. I see this guy and he's doing well and he found MMA to help him get over it. Maybe I should Absolutely. look into this. Um, and, and you touch somebody that you didn't even know. Yeah. So I, I think the things that we do with getting these people's stories out there to the community, um, there's a story for everybody on everybody's on every Cage Titans card, and and to be quite honest, on any promotions card, whether they tell the story or not, that's on them. Um, I think that's something that we do better than anybody, um, and it's something that's that we 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 know at our core is important, um, and, and that's what we do. Um, a little differently. Sometimes people ask me, what's the secret sauce? And, and I don't really know how to answer that. Hot work. Sometimes hot, no hot, hot things people like, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what the secret sauce hot, is. Hot, hot work and pa passion, bro. That, that, that has a lot to do with it right there. That never stop. Mike, you know, you talk about, um, you know, me with the podcast and like, do you ever, do you, you know, do you get to enjoy you know, the fruits of your labor or is it on to the next? Like me, I get done with a show. If it's a great fucking show, I gloat for about 10 minutes and then I'm fucking on to the next one. Oh shit. Do you get to enjoy, um, you know, what you create or do you, uh, are you just on to the next thing? And all right, I did that. I, I, I made it like you hit a personal goal. You got that shit up and blah, blah, blah. All right. It's on to the next. What's Andy will answer. All right, go ahead, Andy. Yeah, we're pretty on to the next picture. <laughs> doesn't really sleep for a few days. Not uh, There's a few of us that don't really sleep for a few days leading into an event, and you would think that the amount of energy that's exuded from that would put anybody <laughs> to bed after an event. But no, Mike gets to wind down and relax, drinking another monster and whatever the hell gets thrown his way until the sun comes up the next day. Believe it or not, he's still up and going to a point where... You know, on more than one or two occasions, he's had to be carried back because it just <laughs> lets loose that much where it's like, finally, you get the wind down. It's a crazy after party after the show. Yeah. You show up at Tavern on the Wharf, but uh, sometimes it don't just end there. Yeah. It keeps on going. And that's yeah. when we all really get to wind down and enjoy our successes, but also simultaneously, immediately, right then and there, when we're enjoying our successes and anything that went well and all the fights that delivered, we're immediately curtailing and piggyback and trying to find out what we can improve upon and do That's better great. for the next show. It's almost immediate. So yeah, there's a time to wind down, but even during that wind down time, which ends when the sun comes up, um, there's still brainstorming and progression occurring of like, Oh yeah, it was perfect. We're all happy with each other, but here's what we can do better. So, well, well that a lot, a lot, a lot of that happened on cage, uh, table Titans yesterday because, uh, you already got matchups going. Uh, people are on you. I know you shut your phone off for a day or two, Mike, after the fights, uh, you got to wind down a little bit, rest or your what you, you know, you, I know your wife is at the shows with you, but I mean, you got a huge family there. So you, you know, you got to, 
you know, settle down a little bit for a couple of days. But you guys are right back on it. You're getting uh, matchups, table titans. You talked about is uh, Joe Gianetti uh, fighting Trevor Goody. Is that still? Uh, is yes. So that's for the. Yes. I mean, you guys already are brainstorming this shit. Like, was that fight made from um, the last card or some chatter yeah. going on from that from that card? Yeah. Um, you know, Andy. You know, Andy. Andy touched on a couple things before I answer that question. Like, and it's so true. Like, you know, we we are. This is it. Like, when you look at cage signs, it, it, there's no secret man behind the curtains. You know, you you see it. You, what you see is what you get. You, know, you talk about you know, uh, settling down. It's like, we, we have the after party and then it's like, I, I don't settle down and Andy probably doesn't settle down until the last fighter is on the airplane on Sunday. And I've had events, uh, three shows ago with a whole entire fusion Excel, all the, all the planes got grounded in Boston. And I was stuck with Jay Ellis and three fighters from fusion for three extra days. And, and it didn't end. Um, you know, so, but then usually it's like a day or two or we'll, we'll, it, it, it's immediate. Like people are in my inbox and it's like, Hey, listen, let's, what's going on next. And, uh, I, I do my best to try to take a day or two. Um, and Andy and I will probably go a day without talking, but right after that, it's, it, it's, it's right back to work and, and it's talking to the team and, and seeing what we can do. Um, I, I, I usually pull the whole, I don't have my phone on cause I usually don't. But I'll sporadically, my wife says that all the time. She's like, I always hear how you say you shut off your phone. I'm like, I'll say this. I don't necessarily shut it off. But once it dies, I don't charge it. And I just let it go. And, um, you know, so if you catch me while I have my phone on, Andy knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, anyways, the Trevor Goody, the fight versus Joe Giannetti is simple. I know that Joe's got some slack and, 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 and they're like, Oh, you know, easy fights and things like that. When his opponent pulled out for the second show in a row, the week before the event, Joe's like, I've been out at AKA training with Khabib and Usman and all these killers out at AKA. Like I can't go another fight camp without a, without the payoff of a fight. I can't afford it. Um, I need the fights for my career. Like, yes, the answer is yes. Mike, just come back to me with somebody who also said yes. Um, immediately you know trevor goody's name came up and trevor really wanted this fight um but i respect the shit out of trevor because though this might have been best for his mma career to take that fight on july 2nd uh against joe it probably wasn't best for him outside of this he has a he has a summer camp that he runs back home that's near and dear to his heart and hasn't got off the ground since covid um and this was going to be the first year it got off the ground and he had a huge meeting the week of uh july 2nd and we had like 10 member camp counselors and everybody flying in that um you know the the talk about like if we don't pull it off this year we'll probably never get this camp back off the ground so i respect the shit out of it <coughs> he couldn't take the fight and he said you know what if joe was willing to do it in august i'm down for august and i kind of just thought joe took the fight or said he would do 170 because he was out of options and it was a week away and he's like, screw it. I got to fight. So I said, I said to Eric Grossman, his coach, I said, yeah, you know what? If it, if it happens, it happens, but I have a feeling Joe's going to stick at 55. So it might not happen. And maybe it's just not in the cards. Um, there were a few other names that got thrown out there and every one of them, Joe said yes. And for whatever reason, the other people said no, um, you know, and, and uh, at the end of the day, Marcus Andrusia 
answered the call. And before that fight even happened, Joe came back to me and was like, is Trevor still in for August? And I was like, oh, you really want to do that? He's like, yeah, if he'll do it next show, I'm in. I want to know that I have it locked and loaded. And we were actually going to announce it on, on fight night. Um, but in the hustle and bustle, it just yeah. kind of slipped through the cracks. But uh, yeah, that fight was made, you know, the week before. And then there was like three messages from Giannetti, like, it's on, right? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I told you it's confirmed. He's like, is it on? I'm like, yeah, it's confirmed. Like, he was nervous He's that paranoid. Trevor was going to either a, say no after the fact. That's um, a great... That's why it was 100% locked in, um, and, and it's, and it's going to be a great headliner. Dude, um, dude, that's a fucking awesome fight right there, that man. That's a unpredictable. I don't know what's going to kind of... I mean, that's a... That's a great, great matchup there. Congratulations getting that fucking thing done. And it's it's for the it's at 170 pounds. Is that what we're shooting for for the title? Yeah, or is that... it's gonna it, Joe's gonna go for the champ champ status at 170. Uh, he's gonna take a page out of Billy Goss book and try to get two different weight classes. Um, you know, and and he's and he's gonna go up and and you know, listen, let's let's not beat around the bush. You know, Joe's fought at 55 where he defend he won the title from Darius Excel, then he missed weight in his next fight against his defense against bone. This fight was at 65. Um, Joe can make 55. Um, you know, it, it was just a matter. He, he, he's like, listen, I'll do 70. I'm a big guy as it is. And, and he's down and he loves the opportunity to be able to grab a second belt. As for Trevor, um, we've actually talked a little bit about Trevor. Trevor actually challenged Trevor, uh, Billy Goff. Speaking of Goff, um, when Goff won the belt, um, Trevor wanted to fight Goff and I pitched the fight to Goff. I think after he won the CES title and then he was kind of sitting on the sidelines, kind of waiting out some things. Um, then I pitched it again and it was kind of like, all right, let's like get Trevor, get another win before, you know, cause Billy, Billy, like dude, his, his career trajectory was amazing. Like he won, like as great as Trevor is. And I don't, I don't think he meant it disrespectful. He was like, well, Trevor's four and two. Like, I want upper echelon, yeah. like upper, like he's fighting Justin Sumter, like Boletto, yeah. like uh, Lally, guys like that, like undefeated Marty Navis. Like, and I don't think that he was meaning to be a dick, but he just kind of was like, why don't you get Trevor another win before I come back and fight him? And then he got picked up by the contender series. So Trevor's been looking for this belt shot and uh, it just makes a ton of sense. Um, Joe actually offered to fight Marty Navis for the belt back in the day. Um, so, like, this is something that's kind of been brewing. Okay. And uh, it, it just made sense. And, and, and here we go, man. Uh, August 27th is going to be a fun one. I can't fucking wait. Dude, that's that's a, be a great, fan great favorite. fight, man. Yeah. I can't wait the lead-ups. And, I mean, um, I, I, they're, 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 they're cordial together, right, Joe and uh, Trevor? Are they not, no friction between them two guys, right? No, no, no. Oh, so it's yeah. it should be a cool lead-up, a very respectful one. Um they both get a great training camp, uh, prepare for them, for each other. So uh, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, you know, and it's great. Like, these are two guys that are cage titans through and through. Um, you, you know, and, 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 and... We lost him again, boss. No, he's there. No, I'm here. We're here. Um, these, these guys are both cage titans through and through. Like, uh, and, I, and, I, and I, love, I love the fact, like, when you said congratulations for getting it done, I'll be 100% honest with you. Neither guy, like, I didn't do anything to get it done. <laughs> and that's something that a lot of people, like, you know, like, when they like, oh, well, how does Cage Titans do it? It's like, do you want to know right now? Trevor Goody doesn't even know what he's getting paid. He didn't even ask what he's getting paid for this fight. 
no contract signed. This is what we're about. This is like shake hands. You want this fight. I want this fight. They know I treat them right. They know that they're going to get paid their worth and, and all that stuff. Like, you know, so like I didn't get anything done. I, you know, I mean, I guess over the course of 12 years in, 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 uh, you know, um, camaraderie and the good nature we've built over 12 years has got it done. But, you know, I, I saw people trying to get Joe Giannetti to fight for him. It's like, he's not under contract with me. He doesn't have to fight for us. You know, just like Trevor Goody doesn't. Um, you know, we're, ha- we're handshake guys virtually because we don't meet in person. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I didn't really get anything done. It was like, hey, you want to fight him? Cool, let's do it. And, uh, you know, on fight night, uh, we'll, I'll give him a check and 9.9 times out of 10, they're like, oh, thanks, man. Like, wow. I remember when Joe Giannetti fought his first fight after the um, after the Ultimate Fighter. He was like, "Oh shit, man!" He's like, "Thanks for the check." He's like, "I didn't know what I was getting paid." Like, I didn't have any. I had no worries. I didn't think that you were going to screw me, and I, I'm actually happy. And I was like, "You can give some of that money back." <laughs> you know, donate but it back. It, it really is what Cage Titans is about. It's about the community, and 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 it's about these fighters. It's nothing extra special that we do. I'm not blowing these guys away with like boatload trucks of money and you know or anything i treat them like i would have wanted to be treated when i fought that's simple um and so i i I appreciate you saying good job on getting it done it wasn't that hard well i mean where where well like five weeks out you got to keep it done mike you got to keep it done for five weeks so you're going to be doing a lot of work you're going to be doing a lot of promoting for it it's a big big uh huge new england fight it's going to blow the roof off um, Plymouth Memorial Hall, not that past main events like your last one with Bone and uh, Peter didn't, but you got Joe Giannetti against Trevor Goody, man. That that that's a very intriguing matchup, and um, man, that's going to be some fucking fireworks as far as fan base in that place. That place is How does that general. fight play out as well? Like Joe's a grappler, Trevor's a grappler. Joe's a really tall, lanky, long fighter, but at fifty-five. There's no one taller and lankier than six seven Trevor Goody. Like yeah, the, so the, 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 the thing fight. the thing that might be a different. I don't know how much weight Trevor cuts to get the one seventy. I mean, Joe's not gonna have to cut too much to get the one seventy. So I don't know if that'll play a factor. I mean, Trevor seems to never have a problem making one seventies. Never, you know, talking to him. Never have issues with his weight. Um, always seems strong in there. So. Um, but I think that might be the only thing that Joe gets to, uh, you know, not have to cut uh, as much because he's going up and uh, Trevor's staying exactly where he is. But um, it could work benefit for either one. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, that's it's a great fight because, you know, uh, you really don't know, like the odds makers. Obviously, there's no odds makers. It's 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 an interesting matchup for many of reasons. And, you know, a guy like Trevor. Like, why is he taking this fight? Um, simple. You know, he's, he's, I think he's 31 years old. You know, he knows that that clock is ticking and he needs a big name. Why he wanted to fight Billy Goff. He wants a big name on there to be like, all right, I don't have time to dick around and take lower level fights to puff up my record, to inflate it and, and, and spend three years on the local scene. Because by then, if I get to nine and two, I'm freaking 36 years old, yeah. 35 years old. I don't have that time. I need to make a splash now. Um, and, and that's kind of what Billy Goff did. But Billy Goff is much younger. But that's where Trevor's at. 
you know, as for Joe, he's 26 years old. Um, you know, he's 11, 27. He just turned 27. You know, he's 12 and four. He's been to the dance. He wants to get back there. He still has plenty of time. But um, why does he take this fight up a weight class? Well, maybe there's something that he sees in Trevor that he thinks he can exploit. Um, maybe he thinks the, the prestige of holding two belts, and, you know, Conor McGregor talked about it. I want the visual of two belts on my shoulder sitting on top of the cage. Maybe he thinks that is the visual that will propel him to the next, back to the next level. Um, there, there's just so many angles why this fight and why both guys took it, uh, but I'm happy they did. And uh, may the best man win either way. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great fight. Um, I there's no favorite in this fight as far as me. It's it's just a great matchup. I want to see them just did what they do to each other in there. I mean, you know, Joe went against uh, Bone, who's a tall guy, but he isn't Trevor. I mean, um, Trevor is um, he's a I don't want to say a freak of nature, but he is something. He got his. <laughs> he got his. All right, the boss says got that reach. <laughs> It's just fucking crazy how he makes 170. He's also very skilled, man. Yeah. He's dangerous everywhere the fight goes. Uh, his submission game is great. He caters to, towards his build, but he's dangerous no matter where the fight goes. And I think that's a big step up for, for Giannetti, who's given up the length and the, the reach advantage that he's so accustomed to have and jumping up a weight class against Trevor Goody. So he's going to have a totally different slew of obstacles to overcome, which is what makes it such an exciting fight. Even though we're all fans of both guys, we've seen both of them grow up and develop on the local scene. Nobody wants to see either of these guys taken out on their route to greatness, but it's a fight that both guys think makes sense to propel them to the next level in the career, and I agree with both of them, thinking that that's the test that they both need to pass to see who's ready at the for the next level. I love it. Um, and Joe's really kicked up his aggression and his intensity in this fight, but Trevor Goody's a really slick counterpuncher who uses his length just as effectively in the stand-up game as he does in the ground game. So I think it's a puzzle piece for both guys to solve. Both guys are finishers who like to put their opponents away, and August 27th, we're going to find out who does better at 170 pounds there. Dude, that was that was fucking perfect. You, Mike, you got to use that on like a fucking promo fucking video, what he just said. That was Listen, fucking, Andy, that was fabulous. Andy crushes it every time, man. <laughs> you know, he, no script, nothing. Just boom, right off the top of the head. Ah, and that's you know what I love about this fight, too? And, and, and it's, think about it. These are two Cage Titans guys. Trevor, all his amateur fights with Cage Titans. Former amateur Cage Titans champion. Now fighting for a title. Joe, all his amateur, all but two of his amateur fights with us. Cage Titans amateur champion. Then all his pro fights before he went to the UFC with us. Now he's a champion again in the pro ranks. First guy to hold the 55-pound amateur title and pro title. First guy to do that. Um, here's Trevor's going to try to do it in the 170-pound uh, division. First guy to hold the 70-pound title as an amateur and now as a pro. So uh, I, I love it. Um, you know, it's kind of like two kids, two of your kids fighting. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, you know, Andy said to me, and he reminded me when he fought Adam Russell, and I said, I don't want to read the winner because you're both, you know, <laughs> you're both winners for this match because I had my DJ and my ring announcer who've been together with me for so long. I said that fight was more important than who won. It was it was symbolic of something else. Andy reminds me every time. I say it all the time. It's like there's a winner and there's a loser when the cage door closes. So, uh, though, Ed, I'm a little – I'm, I'm going to be not – 
happy to see one of them lose because um, they're both like our kids because they grew up with us. Uh, somebody's got to lose and somebody's got to win, and uh, we'll see on August 27th. Well, Mike, uh, well, like I, you mentioned, there's no real animosity, at least yeah. in my knowledge, between these two guys. They both uh, both have a lot of mutual respect for each other and respect each other as formidable opponents. And uh, that's as as a fan, as a fan, from my own perspective. Absolutely, those fights are the money fights. I don't need no shit talk in between. I need two guys that know they're that good, yes. and they got to pick somebody who's also that good to see who's the best. And that's what I love about this fight. I got a lot of respect for both of them as men, both of them as fighters. Uh, much like you, Mike. They're not my kids, uh, but hey, I don't feel like they're my kids. Wa- <laughs> I'm watching my kids fight, but I feel like I'm watching my brother's fight. And I'm just like, they're gonna deke it out, and one of them's gonna win, one of them's gonna lose. It's, uh, but yeah, I, I will say, Joe. Joe seems to be taking the stance of, um, this is my house. Cage Titans is my house. And I don't think necessarily he's throwing digs, but I think that's the angle. If you see some of his posts in the last couple of days, like K-Shines is my house and no one's coming in there, which it's funny because Trevor's fought there, you know, 10, 10 times too. Um, but I think Joe's taking that stance that this is my house. And, um, you know, you know that's the stance he's taken. Um, Trevor has long taken the stance, I feel, because he's more soft-spoken in his social media presence. Like, don't forget about me. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of his lead-up to his last fight with us. Like, oh, you guys must have forgot about me. And I don't think you can really forget about a six-seven guy with a big mullet. <laughs> um, you know, but, you know, that's his stance. Like, hey, I might be quiet. I might not be outspoken. I might not be brash. I might not be all over social media. But I, I'm, I'm still here, too. I was undefeated amateur as, as Cage Titans champion, defended my title, um, you know, um, I'm here as well, so don't forget about me. And, and, and I think that's that could be the story of this fight. Um, you know, Joe is a little bit more out there and in, in, in social media and, and, and braggart to, you know, not in a negative way, but a braggart like this is my house, much more social media savvy and present and, 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 and in your face. And Trevor's the kind of guy that's like, well, don't forget about me. Like, I don't, I, and, and that's probably going to be the story of this fight. That, Not that, like, hey, you suck. Yeah, no, no, that, that's a great, great um, storyline right there. Um, and I'm sure, you know, Joe, Joe, it is his house. I mean, he wins another title there. Um, you know, he owns, he owns that house right there. I'm sure the camaraderie and uh, after the fight will be incredible, just like uh, Joe with uh, Bone and Bone with um, Peter after two great wars, man. Um, always happens in that cage, uh, cage Titans cage fighters become friends after, after wars. And, uh, there's, there's, there's so many, so many to talk about, but, um, last couple of things, Mike, man, uh, August 27th. Um, I know you got matchups working. You, uh, talked about Mr. Smythe and, um, you know, Mopofo and, uh, I'm sure you're going to have some other fucking, um, Holy shit, what a fight that is! <laughs> what, what, yeah, what'd you think? I, I what'd you think? Fight. I what'd you think? I, nice dude, what, up away class, <laughs> taking on the African what'd you what'd you what'd you think? I forgot about that. That thing's been on the tip of my tongue, man. I mean, you know, Tyler, fucking, um, he's been doing great things. That kid is just a, a beast, a friggin' beast. And uh, Mapuf, Mapufo, man, he's he's a sharpshooter. He's a uh, very very um. Uh, he's just well-rounded as a fight, very smart fighter, and uh, yeah. we'll we'll see what the freaking happens well, with that fight. 
let's not forget, and I think that the story of this fight is, let's not forget that Arthur and Joe Poria were teammates. And Joe Poria has been pretty vocal about trying to rematch Tyler Smythe. And, you know, Smythe and his team were kind of like, you know what, like, if it was if it was a five round split decision, maybe we rematch him, but you know, we finished him. So like, we're not really into the rematch. Arthur, teammate of Joe Poria. Now all of a sudden Smythe's trying to get a little bit of shine and grab that second belt and a former teammate of uh, Arthur, you know, Joe Poria and Arthur Mapofu, you know, he went to go for that champ champ status. He fell a little short in the decision so now he can play spoilers to somebody that's trying to get the champ champ status. There's some who gets to defend against the champ champ status. The aspirations. I like it. I yeah. really like the fight. Jesus. That's a treat. There's two two fights right there that could be fucking that uh, I don't need to know anymore right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on I'm working on a few others live. <laughs> uh dude, I know you're working. I know you're freaking working. Um and Bruno versus Lionel. Can we get this going yet? These two guys were scheduled for June, and uh, Lionel had to pull out July. Uh, Bruno had to pull out his third time the charm. Um, I, I, I'm seeing a little back and forth. Bruno's all in. Lionel thinks that he's all a facade, and, you know, like, ah, oh, he pulled out on me last time. Screw him. He's going to do it again to me. Um, I don't know if they're posturing and positioning. Like, let's just let's get it done. Like, that's a fight we got to see. Lionel and Bruno. I got to see Bugs for a shot today. Yeah, yeah, we got to see that fight. You got to stop, stop posting some uh, some uh, comments and stuff that you're seeing out there. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go searching now that you got that in my ear. Internet post. Yeah, you know, you know, because like Bruno said he's all in and Lionel, I talked to Lionel's team today and he's like, you know, like they weren't okay with the pullout last time. And Bruno's are the stance of like, well, when you pulled out, I was respectful. I didn't, I didn't say nothing. I said, we'll do it next show. And now I pull out, and now you're trying to call me a bitch or whatever. Like, you know, so there's a little something going on there, and I just want them both to fight. And 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 I I I think it'd be a fun fight to promote. Um, they both have asked for a rematch, which is with the party. Uh, that's a name we haven't talked about since February. Um, they both want rematches, so we will. I like it. The winner gets it. I mean, the winner gets it. So if they want to fight the party, like, that's the fight we have to have. You know, um, Bruno already fought Cupcakes, who's another guy who's standing right there in the five division. I don't think Lionel and Cupcakes would fight each other. Um, party and Cupcakes won't fight each other. So, like, the fight at Bantamweight in New England right now has to be, um, you know, has to be uh, Bruno versus Lionel. Um so that you know, there are other favorites that I that I like out there, and I'm yeah. sure you might be thinking of them. I'm just always respectful of other promotions. If if they fight for other promotions, um, though many promotions hit up our guys. Of course, uh, of course. I will I I will not reach out or, or or try to pull those games. But if they come to you and ask, um, you'll be you're very welcoming. Come on, we'll uh we'll hook you up. Know the platform. You know what I love? <laughs> Maybe this is the Fisher Island talk. But you know what I love? When promoters hit up when and when promoters hit up fighters who fight exclusively for Cage Titans and say, Hey, how come your XYZ record and no one knows who you are? You need to come fight for us so we can get your name out there. Does anybody see the problem with that? Number one, it's disrespectful. Number two, no one knows who they are. Why the hell did you just DM them? 
Ask him to fight yeah, for your promotion. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Awesome, my man. I've been, I've been dying to say something about that. Awesome. Andy knows. Mike, but like, Mike, well we said. know. We, hey, Mike, Mike. Mike, we know, um, you know, between promoters, um, there's a lot that goes. I mean, you guys are fighting for guys. I mean, I know you have your own people there. Uh, you're creating a product of uh, really talent. So they're coming at they they're coming after your cattle, bro. What can I tell you? <laughs> Don't fight for fighters. Fight to elevate your promotion in the way you 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 promote your fighters. And then you won't have to fight for them. They'll come to you. Don't pull these slimy promoter games and and do that bullshit. Like, just do your job and do right by your fighters, and you won't have to slide into their DMs like some thirsty chick and, you know, and, like, and pull those games. Like, Andy, man, Andy's loving it. And this is, uh... Hey, that's what the room... That's what the room podcast is exactly. for. That's why we're well, live. You know, we're you know, you're going to get spot more often. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's just funny. It's like, hey... You're nine and two, and no one knows who you are. You you're fighting over there in that small pond. You need to fight for us, and we'll blow you up. Well, um, somebody must know their name because you knew enough to me DM them. Meaning, uh, me meanwhile, there's people holding up fucking signs of their heads and oh, shit yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, the yeah. crowd, they're selling fucking hundreds of tickets. Holy and... shit, does Steve know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Fifty thousand <laughs> Instagram followers. The man knows his beans. You <laughs> <laughs> might be a little uh, spot on, but. Wait, no one knows the guy, but people have fatheads in the stands with them on popsicle sticks. Yeah, yeah. Fifty thousand exactly. Instagram followers. I digress a little bit, um, but yeah, man, I'm not fighting over fighters. You know, if you just do right and you do the right thing and you treat them properly, you don't have to do those type of things. They're no. gonna stick with you because they know. Um, Chael Sonnen had a, you know, said it in one of his podcasts, like, you know, the fighters who are gonna like chase an extra fifty bucks in their purse or whatever, like, those are the guys you don't want. Like you want fighters that believe in your product, they believe in your platform, and they believe that you can get them where they want to go. That's what you need in a promoter and in, in a show. Do you believe that like what they say they're gonna do for you, they, they're gonna deliver on? Um, do they are they gonna promote you properly? I had a fighter come up to me not too long ago and say, Hey man, I I, I thought this show was cool. It was all the, the bells and whistles and fancy lights. And they didn't even put a single post up about me as a fighter. And it's like, how do I sell tickets? How do I bring people in when the promotion I'm fighting for doesn't even talk about me? It's like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, I told this story so many times till I'm blue in the face. I'm a little red because I've been doing yard work. But, uh, you know, my first fight, I got a yellow piece of construction paper with a Word document printed on it. And they're like, go sell tickets. And these fighters were just stuck with saying, buy tickets, buy tickets, buy tickets. And they were just doing it all themselves. They were just sales rep for the promotion. Like, what are you giving them as tools to help sell them and sell the fight? And, you know, they don't have to whore themselves out by saying, buy tickets for me, buy tickets for me, buy tickets for me. They can put a poster up. They can put a quote banner up. They can put up a matchup banner. They can put up the fact that they're on the room podcast or table titans or things like that. Like, give them... The, uh, the you know the tool to help promote themselves. If your promotion isn't doing that for you, what are they actually doing for you? Um, and and if you're doing those things, they're not going to be looking over their shoulder what, what other promotions are doing and trying to go jump ship. And, and that's just the truth. Well, um, 
the amount of fighters that come fight for you, Mike, uh, what you said, the way you treat and the way um, they feel and the way you promote that, man, um, it's a it's it's great. I mean, it makes you feel on cloud nine. You win a fight, and uh, all of a sudden your fucking videos all over uh, Instagram, um, you know, Facebook. Uh, I saw that uh, the kid that um, knocked out Ben um, from your gym. Oh, yeah. he, he got like thousands and thousands yep. and thousands of views from that, you know, that from that friggin' knockout. You know, amateur it's, debut it, for him. You too. know, it sucks that there's someone else on the end of that knockout, yeah. but yeah. it could have been the other way around, mm -hmm. and you're gonna get that, you know. So that's that's kind of this, but you see, that's I mean, a hard thing. You brought up a great point. That's a hard thing that some of the fighters it, it's hard for them to understand. Um, I did have in the course of cage sightings, I've had. I think two fighters have asked me to bring Bob uh, take down a um, highlight clip, and I because they were on the receiving end, and I said, you know, unfortunately that just wouldn't be fair because then I'd have to take down every highlight clip that you have that you've done over somebody else. You know, the the phrase sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail. Ben Bracco, amazing guy, super nice, super professional. First one there at weigh-ins, on time, on weight, all this stuff. Great guy. Super tough. Unfortunately, he was the nail that night. And you know what? If he comes back and he's spinning friggin' heel kick somebody, because I know he has a, a long sense of karate background, guess what? We're going to plaster the shit out of that highlight, and we're going to get him a million views. Um, you know, it sucks when you're on the other side of it, but we have an obligation to every fighter um, that we have to put their best foot forward. Um, you know, I remember the one fight in particular, the guy, asked, he was a hometown guy. He's like, oh, why are you promoting the out of state or by, you know, putting my face and getting knocked out? And it's like, listen, man, you've knocked people out too. And I had to put them out there and, uh, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it, you know, we, we try to get those guys the most exposure we can. Um, I did social media for a long time, uh, for us, Nick and, uh, Nick Heiler who has been taking over for the last few months. Uh, since we returned from COVID, uh, great job capturing it. And you know, the in the early days, Nick Nick was a homer, um, but I, I broke him up. Amy <laughs> uh, and I, it's like, listen, Nick, you can't be a homer with Cage Titans. Uh, you know, there there's there's no A side and B side. Everybody's the A side in Cage Titans. Um, you know, you post and, and Andy and I have actually had these conversations. Like, you post once about all 32 fighters. And then you return back to the top of the list. Nice. Goes twice about all 32 fighters go back to the top of the list. The only time you don't see that happen, and and I and I try to express this to the fighters, if they've never fought before, there's nothing for us to really post unless they're getting clips of themselves in the gym. And if you tag us and we were aware of it, we'll get it out there. Um, but for the most part, we we do our best to give every side of the card is the A side, no matter what side you're on. Um, and we would want to give everybody equal exposure. Same reason why when we do a press conference, we're not rolling the press conference with just the hometown guys. If both the out-of-towner and the hometown guy can't be there, then we won't do the press conference or we won't have the guys there. That, that It's just that simple. Um, both sides are equally important in this sport, especially within Cage Titans. So it's either both or none. Perfect, my guys. Well, guys, um, we're gonna wrap this up. Um, I'm gonna Mike. Mike's talked a lot, so Andy, I'm gonna give you the floor first. Anything you want to say? Anything, um, you know, anything you want to say before I let you go? 
Um, I know you guys had a long night yesterday, and I appreciate you guys for coming on tonight and giving me some time. It's been a while since we caught up, and uh, I, I had a fabulous time fucking talking to you guys. I know, Mike, I don't get to talk to you much at the shows because you're sweating like a fucking... Uh, <laughs> Like a fucking marathon runner, and and then you're running <laughs> around making sure everything's working perfect. So it's great to get, you know, recap with you again, and uh, you know, get back on the uh, the path of uh, you know, having some conversations with you about you know what's going on. So Andy, stop, uh, stop, Mike. You can say thank you after. <laughs> Andy, anything you want to say before I, uh, you know, I hand it over to the boss? Nah, man, nothing. Just uh. We, yeah, we had a long night last night, but that's that's what we do it for. We love this shit. Uh, love the fight game, everything about it. Uh, everything goes on in the background that people don't get to see. And uh, the community that has kind of built up around it all. I love the involvement. I love running into you when you're coming to cover our events or if I'm running into you at any other event. I see you at CES. I'll probably see you up at Combat Zone. I got my teammate Little B fighting up there. And, next month so it's it's a whole community so it's great to see your last event and uh just thanks for having us on it's not too often we get to be really presented as guests wish you could have been there in person definitely want to get back down there in person before the next uh cage titans smoke a little weed with you hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's you definitely don't want him there tonight because this kid was hacking up a lot. We have, we have, we, well, that's right. Hey, Mike, Ooh, Mike, hey. Mike, Mike, before I let you take uh, the floor and uh, send us out of here, I did say to Tommy, he goes, oh, uh, Tommy thought Andy was coming tonight. I said, you know, to tell you the truth, Tommy, I watched Table Titans last night and Andy was fucking hacking, sneezing all over the place. I don't know if I want him in here. And then Andy, you just out of the blue, you say, hey, dude, you know, I'm not feeling the great greatest. Can I call in? I was like, I'm feeling, Fuck. Yeah, I'm, feeling, yeah. I'm good. Like, I'm not sneezing and yeah. tonight. We're yeah. doing better, but it's... Yeah, it was, I can uh, understand. I mean, yeah. you don't want to have to drive for fucking a couple hours and shit like that. You're at home. You can it go fucking do what you want. It wasn't COVID. I think. <laughs> good. Uh, I'm, good. Andy um, last night was, like, bad. Yeah, you know, dude. You, you fucking Mike when you call. Yeah, I, I watched the show, Mike. You were yelling at him the whole fucking show. It was awesome. <laughs> sneeze button. Like, like the old baseball commentators. You like the sneeze button. It was awesome. Uh, with that said, Mike, man, fabulous talking to you, bro. Send us out anything you want to say. Uh, when tickets go on sale, all that other shit for uh, the 27th. Yeah, so I'm uh, actually in the middle of deciding between two different poster designs. Um, so I'm hoping over the weekend I'll, I'll narrow it down and I'll, I'll uh, Martina's getting all the photos out. So usually what I do, I got two poster designs in mind and I'll look for inspiration from the photos uh, from the last show. So. Over the weekend, I'm hoping to finalize the design. Uh, tickets hopefully on sale by Monday. Um, I think we're six weeks out now, so this is about a good time to put the, the tickets on sale. Um, so that's going on. Um, Killer Cam Arnold is fighting Mike Taylor. Um, that's another fight we haven't announced yet. Wow, that's a fucking bang. Uh, Mike's fucking a, a stand-up dude, too. Holy shit. Yeah, Mike loves to stand and bang, and he said that. He's like, I don't want somebody that's going to try to hump my legs and take me down. Um, and if you remember his fight with Jacobo, yeah. Mike Taylor can crack. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and Cam, we, we saw Cam in his debut. Uh, we seen him in his fights in Maine. This kid can crack as well, so that's going to be a banger of a fight. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're narrowing down the, um, you know, the, the poster designs. I got two in mind. Uh, we'll release that probably Monday. Um, then we're just going to start the, we're going to start the hype train. We're going to start, we, we, you know, 
they, they say like the put the machine behind the fight card. We're, we're ready. We're positioning the machine and we're about to get the hype machine rolling. Um, August 27th. Um, I got a bunch of great names that I've been getting in the last two days um, for fighters. Uh, Brandon Battles is back. Um, we're narrowing down his opponent. I have a fight offer out there now. KK, the meat grinder is back. Um, nice. You know, then we have, you know, Mike Antidormi is going to be back. We're, we're narrowing down between two fighters. The hope is Valdino will be back. Should offer. Um, wow. Shush. Shush. Um, <laughs> the Leighton twins. The Leighton twins are coming back. Wow. Uh, they haven't been fighting for us for a while, but both Brett and Brandon Leighton will be on this card. Uh, so, yeah, man, we got we got some good things that I'm working on. Uh, but overall, tickets will be on sale by Monday. Posts will be dropping by Monday. We'll be dropping the mashup cards. Um, and, you know, we just appreciate all the support from everybody. Um, and, you know, where we are, Cage Titans, I always say this. This isn't a marketing slogan. This is, is truly who we are to our core. Um, and, uh, you know, if you have any suggestions or thoughts or anything like that, we're always an open door. You know, throw them our way. If it's a way to raise our bar a little bit. We'll take it to heart, and we'll, we'll see what we can do with it. So uh, August 27th, follow us on all our social media platforms, all that stuff. Uh, we're at Cage Titans across the board, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those good things. And last but not least, because you know I'm full of all kinds of fucking things. I was going to say, would you tell Michael? <laughs> I know. You're going to tell him that at the beginning I, of the podcast. <laughs> Mike, yeah, <I> <laughs> well, I had a meeting today with somebody, and they're like, holy shit, you love the talk. I go, I just <laughs> love this sport and what we do. I could, I'll, I'll could tell, tell you right now, Steve, it's 10.15. I would talk until 10.15 tomorrow we know. morning about the sport. You know, you know, you know, Andy, he probably is. He's probably got like 17 messages he's going to answer when he gets off the show. All this other shit going. This is his first podcast. My last piece is, uh, you know, there are certain people in this sport and we support the fighters in the sport. Um, and Andy has really been trying to take off his comedy career. And he has a comedy event coming up in a few weeks. And I would love for everybody. It's at Main Street Sports down here in Plymouth, Mass. Um, it's only a few blocks from uh, from Memorial Hall. Adam Russell, our DJ, who supports all of our fighters. It's his bar. Um, you know, he supports all your fighters by playing your music and hyping you up when you walk out. So it's his place. It's our ring announcer and commentator, Andy, hosting the comedy night. I would love it if anybody and everybody could come out. Um, just like these two guys support you and your fight careers. Um, I would love it to see that our fight community comes out in droves and supports these guys um, in uh, aspect of their life that they're very passionate about. Andy in the comedy game and Adam at Main Street Sports. So uh, let, let's, let's bring it out. Let's show up as Cage Titans and show some support. Andy's got a great comedy night planned. He did one a, a month or so ago at Coops at my restaurant, and it was a huge success, and it was cool to see, like, Chris Moltino, Aaron Hughes, uh, a former Cage Titans commentator uh, from a couple shows ago, Justin Simmons was there. So it was really cool to see. Um, who was the other fighter that was there? Um, Danilo. Danilo was there. So it was, like, really cool to see some uh, Cage Titans faces out supporting Andy and something he's doing outside the fight world. 
Uh, he supports you guys with his whole well, heart. Well, Insides. The post is going to be dropping. The post is yeah. going to be dropping probably hopefully tomorrow. But he supports you guys with such enthusiasm and passion. Uh, the way he announces you guys, the way he commentates your fights and breaks them down. Uh, I'd love to see if you guys, I see a lot of faces come out for uh, the comedy night. Andy, give him the date and the details. July 28th, Thursday evening, Main Street Sports Bar and Grow. we got a hell of a lineup. I've got five comedians on, a couple others possibly guest spotting. Uh, it's going to be a great little showcase. Everybody's doing five to seven minutes with a couple guys at the top of the list doing 15 to 20. It's going to be a great show. Uh, like you said, Coops, great lineup, great comedians. Uh, if I can uh, try to promote fights with half as much effectiveness as I promote, uh, I mean, try to promote comedy with half as much effectiveness as I promote fights, so... We're going to see how it takes us. It's going to be a good time. Come grab a couple of beers, support Main Street Sports Bar and Grill, and support some uh, other obscure artists, martial arts and comedic arts. It's all the punch faces and punch lines. That's what I like to do. Excellent, my man. Adam, um, Adam is a buddy of mine, so watching you guys punch and kick each other at that last car, that was pretty amazing. So we know each other from the weed game. I used to work at Ermont and Quincy. And yeah, so he would always come out there, and Adam's a proponent for that. I don't even think he does anymore, but he was always. Uh, no, he, does, he he actually doesn't. Yeah. Elevated. Uh, he used to have. I think he used to do. Um, elevated elbows, I think. Yeah, 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 that was it. Elevated. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've had plenty uh, of those Rice Krispie treats. Yeah. yeah so like, like even before we fought, Adam and I, we've all been, we've always been friends, always been friendly. So it was cool. We 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 threw down, put on a show, sure. and now it's like that was great. Now you're going to. And now you're now you're going to heckle him from the stage. Mm. So it's fucking <laughs> awesome. No, he, he he got me into he got me into the door at uh, Cage Titans the first few times I was there, and I was hooked. This is about five years ago, before I was even training, before I know anyone. And and now the guys who I was watching when I first went there are training me and kicking my ass every day. So it's come full circle. Hey, uh, one last thing, Mike. Before I um, I let you guys go, Tommy mentioned something about you know when you if when you guys are looking for camera people yep. to do some uh, stuff. I know you're putting that out there like a week or so before the event that you need people. Uh, Tommy's uh, at your disposal. He sure. wants to get into. Yeah. Holding the camera or whatever the fuck uh, you need from them. Yep, I've got in touch with you guys a couple of times. It hasn't really worked out at the end, but you know, I, I keep uh, posting it, and I'll always uh, try to get in there if it's able. Yeah, man. Uh, we actually are. You know, we we had a little shortcoming, and I, and I said like we're on this martial arts journey with engaged sites. We had some shortcomings with our stream. We couldn't get the pay per view up. Uh, Steve, I just sent you a poster. I'd love it if you threw it up. All right. Um, but, uh, that's not the final one. There's some corrections that are getting made to that. You want to throw it up anyway? Uh, you, it's a cool one. All right. The boss says throw it up. I'm throwing it fucking up. Damn right. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, if there's spelling errors, who cares? I didn't make it. But, uh, you know, we're actually looking to overhaul. You're going to wrap this up, boss. The phone is going to die. Jesus. All right. Well, good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it, you know, this is important. I want, I, you know, you do a lot for the fight community, and I want to be able to get the word out here about your, your comedy night because I want to see you be successful. Um, but anyways, uh, Tommy, we're actually, we're, we're overhauling our, um, our broadcast. So I will definitely put you in touch. I had a great meeting this morning, um, with a production company that is potentially taking over, um, and, and going to kind of take us to some new levels with our production. So, uh, for August 27th, so I will hundred percent keep you in the loop. Uh, cause we're going to kind of do some sort of collaboration because, we have a lot of, you know, people that are part of that KH Shines community that want to be camera operators. So, yep. like, part of it was, like, 
I don't want you to just come in and overhaul it. Like we have a lot of willing and able bodies that are passionate about the sport. So if we can integrate them into your staff. So I will definitely reach out in the uh, near future. Sweet. Excellent. All right, Mike, I'm going to shut you down because, um, you know, Andy's got 2% on his phone. Uh, Did you put up the post on? <laughs> huh? Oh, you want me to put it? I can't put it up. You got. I, you, you threw it on this page. They don't get the same, get the same uh, improvisation skills as we do, Michael. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I can't get retrieve it while I got you on here because I got to shut you guys up. Ah, all right, fine, fine. Don't worry. Yeah. Social media, you can take it to the bank. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna send it out like the plague once. We'll, uh, we'll get once it on our Instagram. Instagram. My last interview question for you. I want to interview you. Oh my what god. What is your goal? What is your goal for 2022? What would be your your biggest uh, aspiration that you would like to see happen before the end of the year? Good question. Wow. Um, what I would like to do, um, I, I would just like to see the podcast uh, keep rolling. I would like to get more fighters in here in a more intimate to, you know, when they're in here, they kind of open up a little more than on the phone because they're in person stuff. Uh, my goal is to make this a fully functional, um, you know, at, Fighters' disposal to come in here and kind of like just Open be themselves. Um, and you know, I, I'm trying to make it catered to you know three or four fighters that can come in here, a team, um, so we can you know just promote the you know just not one fighter, the whole team. Um, so that's that's what this is, is and that's what I've been really working on is to get this thing going um, and uh, get all the kinks out so I could just throw out interviews and just. You know, press a button and basically the shit's done for me at that point. You know what I mean? Um, I would love to get a producer in here that presses all those buttons and does that for me. But um, for someone to commit to that every like once a week, every week, uh, it's a kind of hard thing for someone to do. You know what I mean? And I'm not easy to work for because I'd probably be screaming them in that at the corner that they fucked up and everything else. Come so, on, you're good. You know, you know. Both guys. All right, all right, all right. So with that said, Mike. Later, Andy. I appreciate you, Andy. I appreciate you for coming on. Um, Mike. Uh, Andy, send me that poster tomorrow. Tag me or throw it at me, and I'll throw I'll throw it on all our social media and shit. And I definitely will be there at the show. Um, I'll. You know, try to find a date or two to bring with me. So, <laughs> hey, right there, right there. Yeah, right, right there. Well, yeah, Tommy definitely will come. I'm we handsome. We can have a road trip, or he can take his wife or whatever. D uh, Andy just died, so Mike, we're gonna leave it off with you. Uh, Cage Titan social media. How do we get in touch? How do we see shit? Just throw it out there. At Cage Titans, man, across the board. Uh, you know, it's pretty simple. That's an important piece that also I want to say to the fighters, like make sure all your social media matches. That was one thing that I've, I've talked to a lot of fighters personally about, like make sure it matches because the worst thing you need is like, all right, I'm on, on Facebook. Um, Johnny Cupcakes was actually one of the first fighters I talked to him about that. He's like, he was Johnny CC yeah. on one thing. He was primate, domestic primate on something. It's like, you got to get your brand across the board. Um, so at Cage Sides across the board, and uh, follow us on our social media, and we'll we'll uh, keep the data on all the cool stuff. Um, you know me; I'll keep talking, so I'm shutting myself off. As all right, well. hey Mike, one last thing to you. Um, what the hell is that? One last thing to you. Um, you know, mention to the fighters like if there's a new fighter coming aboard or something like that. You know, uh, let them know my contact number because I'd love to interview. Uh, you know, these fighters leading up to uh, the show. Not necessarily coming down here, but, um, you know, I could get them on videoed in and, uh, you know, I'd like to blow it up. I mean, um, and yeah, stuff so like you that. Know what I'll do with Steve is, uh, every show I put a group together, you know, back in the day, we used to be able to do like 
you know, big like 40 member group messages on Facebook, but they've since cut that. Uh, so what I do is uh, every show I put together a fighter and coaches group, a private group, I can add you to that where you can just access the fighters and say, Hey, here's a link. I would love you to call in and then they can kind of funnel. And it's like, uh, I would call it a safe space. Like if I invite you into yeah. that group and put you in there, if they, they have you posting in there, asking people for interview, they might feel a little bit more comfortable instead of a uh, cold calling you. Yeah. Email and well, yeah. One last thing, you know, it's like, I, because I've, there's so many fighters out there. Um, you know, if they, I rather, if they want to con- like, if they want an interview, I mean, I'd be, I want them to contact me. You know what I mean? It's hard to like get in touch with all these guys and stuff like that. But if, you know, they get in touch with me, man, I'll have them on the, the that day or the, the next day. Usually it's that yeah. quick. And that, and that's something like the, the ease of working with you. Um, I think that's something the fighters like a lot of times, one of the hesitancies I've found with the fighters is they'll say to me like, oh, I'm an O&O amateur. Who the hell wants to talk to me? And, and, and they don't really understand, um, you know, so they have some hesitancy themselves. And then early in their career, they're like, they don't, they, they kind of like, oh, I'm egotistical if I, I, I go do interviews and post interviews. So there's like a learning curve to kind of get over that hump. And then eventually after a couple fights, they realize, Hey, I should be doing these interviews. So oh, yeah. if you were able to, um, you know, join that group and throw some things out there and I'll kind of throw some love back your way and be like, guys, do an interview with this guy. He'll interview every single one of you. If you, if you hit him up, don't be shy. If you're an O and O come out and tell your story. If you're a guy that's fought on the UFC and you're trying to get back, come tell your story. He doesn't discriminate. He doesn't care. You know, we want you all. We want everybody on there, and, and maybe that will help you uh, funnel some guys to you to get them some exposure. Awesome, Mike. Well, Mike, again, I appreciate you um, coming on. And, uh, man, I'll see you soon. I'll be talking to you soon. And, uh, you know, a lot of shit going on. Um, but, man, congratulations on everything evolving as always. Uh, great show. Love the crew. And uh, glad I uh, got to catch up with you, man. It's been a while, my man. Yeah, man. You know, it's, it's, it's so crazy. You said it like at the fights we're like we're running around like animals like it's 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 no time to have casual conversation and um it's it's nice you caught me out so far in advance of the show it's six weeks like i'm not looking over my shoulder i'm not in <laughs> my inbox right now being like i got five other things six other things that i gotta do like i can actually enjoy having a conversation and as you know i love to talk <laughs> all right my man mike um hang up and uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say bye to Tommy. But I appreciate you, man. You have Thanks, a good Mike. night, bro. And uh, I'll see you real yeah, soon. Yeah, you as well. Thank you, Tommy. You too. Thank um, you. I better see you at Main Street as well. Definitely, now man. Now that I know you know uh, Adam. <laughs> exactly. That sounds me. like a great time. So we'll definitely be there. And we'll have some Cage Times IPAs, even though I don't drink those. <laughs> Cheers, uh, man. Awesome, my man. I don't drink this. <laughs> mm. All right, Mike. You have a great night, man. Appreciate you. Later, guys. Later. Thank you so much. Later, that was fucking awesome. That was good, man. Yeah, cool guys, man. Oh, cool guys. fucking yeah. Great freaking guys. I'm passionate, man. I'm passionate about the game. Um, Man, that was long. Not that I... <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Not huh? that I mind long. No, it was good. My um, ass is kind of hurting, but... You but, know. Uh, my God. Fucking yeah. Mike... Mike pull there man yep. he's, forget he, it he's the I guy mean, i mean is there any is there a better uh organization in the state no no um right. just a promoter as far as uh, what he does and and how much he cares about him i mean you know it's that, fucking it's something special they put on that venue is awesome too it's fucking made for that 
Well, uh, we got a lot of beans tonight, bro. Yeah. We got some matchups. We um, definitely got the got main some event there. Some, 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 uh, some, uh, bunch some of names getting thrown yeah. at us here. So I, I already have names to contact and, you know, for, for interviews. So. In there. Get them in there. Well, Tommy, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. I I go, so. I'm out of beer. Um, it's been a long day for me. You know what I mean? I want to smoke a, a joint and uh, yeah. have my... Uh, Okay. Have a good night's sleep. Um, I think I want, got one bear in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Rattling around. I, I, I limited myself to three. Yeah. Well, I had two. I might have I, one I usually only bring like three or four. Yeah, bear, that's, you know? um, that's good. I'm trying to yeah. bring 12. Even when huh? I go out, I think like if it's a, a four-hour kind of go out, I, I'm like six. Yeah. Like I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm done. I'm like I, I you know, I'm. Especially I'm, if you're out. I'm old. And then I smoke weed a little yeah. bit. That, that kind of elevates it a little bit. That limits the drink. All right, with anyway. that said, um, anything you want to say, Tommy, before I let you go? Welcome one. back, man. Thank we you, had man. last week off. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, try, a... we'll try to keep going every week now. Yeah. I mean, the summer's tough, but every Wednesday seems legit. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if you can't make it in, I'll Skype yeah. you in. But I love you here, sure. man. Um, it's been great. You know, I've been enjoying it. i got to get another guy in yeah. here. Some, uh, we'll some, some fighters come yeah, on we'll down, some Triforce man. Guys uh, yeah, we'll definitely do it. We'll definitely get this rolling. If I went in and shook down some of my fighter guys, they would come in. Yeah. Oh, my God. Travel with you. Just jump in the chair. Come on right in after the class. Let me dissect you over here. Uh, you all done? Anything yeah, you want to say? Yeah. All right. Uh, with that said, um, next week, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, what we're doing next Wednesday. I'm smoking weed and drinking, probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll talk a little bit. Maybe I'll have uh, maybe uh, Sean Schubert on from Lion Fight, who had a fucking oh, amazing yeah. knockout. Was that that spinning lap back? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was real good. Friday fucking at House of Blues. Yeah, I'd love to talk to that kid. So, you know, maybe I'll... Um, sometimes he comes down, uh, but we'll have him call in. Um, I know he's got um, a fighter fighting soon in New York, a young girl that fights for him. Um, in New Yorker? No, he's not a New Yorker. But it's a promotion that he gets. They help, you know, they they let his fight his fight. So he travels to New York with him. So it's really cool. Uh, so with that said, Tommy, man, uh, great show tonight, bro. I appreciate Glad you to have you back. Um, Beautiful thing. And I'll be seeing you next Wednesday, bro. Absolutely. With that said, follow us, The Room Podcast, New England MMA. Just look for us on all social media. YouTube, join us on YouTube. Subscribe. Share it to your friends. Have them subscribe. Because uh, the more you subscribe, the more play it gets to the fighters and helps um helps everyone involved add some comments too talk shit tell yeah, us what you don't like yeah fucking tell us what you want tell us what you don't want tell me to shut the fuck up man i'm right. fucking you know with that said tommy we out Easy.